Well, welcome LALCC and friends. This is the Living the Abundant Life broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. Samuel Meredith. I'm so happy that you decided to tune in today, and I pray that I'll say something that will help you live the abundant life. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, and we'll begin reading at verse 7. And it reads, Then the day of unleavened bread came, when the Passover lamb must be killed. He sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us to eat it. They said to him, where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, now as you enter the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you there. Follow him unto the house which he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the great the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large furnished upper room. Prepare there. You all, we're talking about uh, eyes only on God, part two. Trusting God. Trusting God when following instructions. Trusting God when following instructions instructions you know sometimes when we're following instructions you know we're we're, we're trust we, we, look i'll say this but we just have to trust god because sometimes those instructions may seem odd you know you like you know you may think to yourself god you want me to do what now i mean i know how to do it but it's just not in the natural but how many y'all know we're not of this world so a lot of times when god tells us to do things it's according to his kingdom not the kingdom of this world. And sometimes it may seem a little odd or it does not make sense. But how many of y'all understand when you have the creator of the universe telling you the instructions or giving instructions, then you know that at the end of the day, he's right. And so it would be do us good to just obey those instructions. Well, let's look at the story. Let's look what's happened. First of all, we notice that uh, Jesus gave Peter and John some instructions. All right, go prepare a Passover. They uh, are prepared for the Passover and they replied back, okay, where? Let me stop here for a moment. Sometimes, once again, God will give you instructions and if you don't understand exactly how or what, you should ask the question, okay, God, how should I do this? Or where, how you want me to do this thing? You should do those things. The word of God tells us in James that he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who abradeth not. In other words, when you ask God a question in faith, he's not going to make fun of you. He's not going to belittle you. And he knows, uh, he wants you to understand fully what he's saying. So, yes, if you're unsure, always ask God questions regarding the instructions he gave you. All right. Now, uh, we see this is biblical. I'm reminded of the story when the angel came to visit Mary, the mother of Jesus, when he gave her the news that uh, you're going to conceive a child. And she asked a legit question. Well, how can this be since I know not a man? That's a legit question. And so he told her. So the point is, ask questions. When God gives you an instruction, if you're unsure about some things, how to do things, ask God for, ask God questions so you can get some clarity on it. All right. Now, let's look at this next point. Let's get back to the story. So he gives them the answer. He says, as you enter the city, a man with a pitcher of water will meet you. 
Go follow him into the house. Now, wait a minute, you all. When I read that, that just popped up to me. You said, you want me to follow a man with a picture when I meet when I meet him in the city? That lets me know that God's timing has is impeccable. So he's trusting that they're going to go get, or I say, reach the city at a certain time where this man with the picture will see them. They're going to follow the man. You all, this man acts as a transition. He's a certain type of transition where he's to get the disciples to the desired result, which is the man uh, who owns this house. This, this man with the pitcher of waters is going to lead them there. And sometimes in life, God will have you to um, stop at this place, or it may be just a small season of your life where you're supposed to meet this person or you're supposed to learn something. But the 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 per is just a transition. It's not long. It's just a simply a, a a simple transition to get you, or you should develop some skill set or something like that where you're supposed to be. Now I've given this 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 story before, but I think it it it, it works well here. Uh, my best friend he uh, uh, went to get his haircut, and and this was years ago. Went to get his haircut, and he saw this nice looking young lady doing hair next to his barber. And he began trying to talk to the young lady. And she said, well, why don't you meet me for Bible study? He said, okay, bet. You know, my boy, he's my, my best friend. He's a preacher and all that, so that's no problem with him. Well, he meets her at, at her church for Bible study. And at the end of the service, the pastor comes to him. Now, this is a very, very large congregation. And so he said, man, what, what are you doing now? He said, man, I'm doing this, this. He was in retail. He said, well, man, we consider being my youth pastor. I believe God has laid you on my heart. We 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 didn't know how to contact you. We wanted to contact you. We just no one knew how to contact you. So the point is this: God used that young lady to lead him to the desired place where God wanted him to be. Now, in this case, he had no idea. But you know what? The Lord knows what you like. He knows how to get you once again where you're supposed to be. All right. So that young lady asked acted as a transition person. Now with transition people, you know, you don't, you're not going to build your life with them. They're just transition. The goal was not the man with the picture. He was just transition leading them to the place where they were supposed to be. All right. Now let's look at point number four. God led them to a prepared place. But as I began to look at this, I began to think, okay, they're going boldly to tell this man the teacher asked this question, where's the place you have prepared for us? So me and my disciples may eat the Passover. No, do you have a place for, none of that. So I'm thinking now, God, how did this man know that? So I'm thinking, I don't know if God dealt with this man in a dream or gave him a vision that people's gonna come to their house, the disciples can come to their house to try to prepare the Passover meal. I don't know if, 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 if um, if Jesus met him months ago, whatever, I, I don't know if, if, or just God moved on his heart to prepare that place for something else. Whatever it is, we know that that was a God-ordained act for this man to already have a place prepared for them and then to let them use it. So we know this is nothing but God, all right? All right, um, so those are different things uh, as we look at, at, at looking at God or trusting God while we're following instructions. Now, there's another point I would like to make here. Um, sometimes when we're following instructions, 
man, the road, it can be weary. It can be tough. I mean, you're, you're dealing with, with distractions or issues or people coming against you or all these different things. And it sometimes can be challenging and some, to, so much to the point where you can forget that God called you to do it. Because you're so focused on the natural side of doing what God has called you to do. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can lose your joy. And so we have to learn once again how to trust God while following those instructions. Remember, those instructions that you're doing, the job that you're doing, whatever you're doing, it's not just in the natural. God has called you there for a specific reason, a specific purpose. And sometimes you just have to remember at the end of the day, why did God call us to do it? Okay. Now, the example of this can be found just a few chapters later in Luke chapter 24. For your own reading, I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, you start reading uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 8. And basically, the word of God says these young ladies, these women, uh, certain women came to to uh, to give spices. At this point, I should say Jesus buried in the grave, supposedly. And so they just went to, to, to bring some spices for his body. But when they got to the place, they found that the stone was rolled away. And when they entered the tomb, they didn't see Jesus' body. The word of God says they were perplexed. They were confused. They were wondering, like, what, what's going on here? What's going on? And so the word of God says then two men, or I guess like angels, with, 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 with shining bright, their clothes were, were bright and all these different things, uh, appeared, and the word of God says that the women, they, of course, they bowed their knees and bowed, and, and they saw the supernatural thing, and uh, the angel told them, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And they were, the angel had to remind them that, remember what Jesus said? That when he's delivered in the hands of sinful men, that that he, you know, he'll die, but he'll, he'll rise again. There's a resurrection. Then the word of God says, the women they remember, they remember the words of Jesus. Now, let's look at this. They were so uh, focused on and with the sadness of the death of Jesus. Now, they're still doing work. They're still going to anoint his body, although he's dead. They're still walking in the calling of fulfillment, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes, once again, in life, we can be so pressured with, with the issues of life that we forget the promise of God or what God called us or where he's called us to do. They forgot about the words of Jesus. They forgot about the words of Jesus. But when the angel came and reminded them, they remembered. Let me share something with you. Sometimes we have to be careful in life. Once again, we can be so so focused on doing the work that we forget who called us to do the work. But you know what I think and I praise God. He's a God of mercy. He will remind us why we're doing what we're doing. He'll remind us of the promises. He'll remind us of all the people we're going to help. He'll, he'll, he'll remind us. And when he does that, that, that gives us life. That gives us strength to carry on. Okay? So let me recap. First of all, an instruction will be given. And after destruction given, always remember, if there's some things you're unsure, ask questions. Also remember that while you're, you're, you're uh, carrying out the instruction, there's a level of faith. Some things you may not know or understand, just flow with them. Remember, God's ways are higher than our ways. We just have to follow the instructions. 
and also understand that sometimes there may be transitions and then God will always give a prepared place for you. God is working more than you. He's preparing people to um, help you on your assignment. You may not know who they are, but as you walk alongside with the Holy Spirit, with God, he will reveal those people to you and they will serve you at the right time. Now, I want to kind of give you a personal testimony about some things that's going on in this ministry and really how this lesson, how it pans out, how, how it's really what happened with our ministry. Uh, well, first of all, uh, in December of last year, God called me and told me, said, hey, I need you to get on this technology and really focus on, on getting your technology skills, if you will, up to par, because that was a weakness of mine. And so I said, OK, God, well, I remember having fellowship with this pastor and, and uh, he had a radio, he has a radio broadcast and, you know, you know, pay for the meal, blah, blah, sow the seed, no problem. And uh, later on that night, God called me and said, hey, I want you to start a radio broadcast. I'm like, what? And I want you to tell your people. So, OK, I did it. And so I told the people the first Sunday in January, hey, God has called us to start a radio broadcast. So we went and bought equipment to record my sermons and things of that nature. And uh, I remember setting a deadline. It would be the first for the first weekend um, in, in July. Well, during that time, you know, the pandemic hit and but we're still working. Um, we, we updated our Facebook page. We we developed a website and then I began to get on start work with podcasting and all these different things. Well, uh, about that time, I would say maybe around, uh, so maybe around mid-May, um, I was uh, with one of my pastor friends. We were eating, uh, fellowshipping uh, at his mom's house, eating beans and cornbread. And uh, he began to tell me the story about how how God uh, moved him from one place to another when he started his ministry. And so while the man was talking, while that pastor was talking, man, I mean, the Holy Spirit was really just bubbling on the inside of me. I mean, he was really like, like, like Holy Spirit saying, okay, watch, pay attention. And you know when the Holy Spirit is moving on you. Well, uh, when I got in the vehicle and I asked God, I said, God, okay, do you want me to look for a new location? What is that you want me to do? And I never get, he said, focus on that podcast. <laughs> and look, I, then I kind of, kind of messed my head. I was like, oh God, maybe I should have been work focusing more on this podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, a few days later, uh, as I kind of woke up fully, if you will, came to the Holy Spirit told me the chapel of this particular church. Well, understand before I start pastoring, I was the assistant pastor at that church. And, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord and, you know, then I began to think about in the chapel of that church. Now, now, mind you, let me say this. The church sold that that building to someone else. They have a new owner now. And so but I know that building inside now, although it's been five years. I'm thinking like now, first of all, that chapel is basically a greenhouse. I mean, we got those tall windows that just really let the sun in. It's hot in there. The air conditioning is not working. I'm thinking about the, um, uh, you have these big old pictures of children, you know, painted on the walls. And then in a pulpit, you got this big puppeteer stage so they can do the puppets and all that stuff. And so I'm thinking like, okay, God. So I was really unsure about that. So I just went in tongues for about an hour 
and the peace of God fell on me and I began to, um, uh, I knew that it was God. Okay. Now I know that God confirmed his word. That's a question. God confirmed, confirmed what he told me that I'm supposed to seek this church. All right. So I began to search out the owner. It took me an hour because I didn't know exactly who or what or how to even find this. And so the lady answered the, 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 the wife of the owner and she said, well, call my husband. Oh, my, I'll get your number. My husband, my husband will call in a few days. Well, this is like on a Thursday before Memorial Day weekend. And so I didn't hear an answer or anything like that. So I remember the Holy Spirit prompting me to call him or call her back the Tuesday following Memorial Day. So I called them and the husband was excited to say, yeah, man, hey, man, we fixed up the place. We're turning to an event center. And so uh, just come check it out. And so I went down there and man, they really, really fixed that place up. I mean, they put the uh, uh, a sheetrock on the walls and painted a pretty color and got the air conditioning fixed. They put up that wall over that puppet thing on the, on the band, the pool pit. And man, they had that place really, really looking very nice. Now let's look at this for a moment. I had no idea all those things happened. No idea, but God knew. It was my job to obey the instructions. Although when I heard the instructions, based on my natural thinking, I'm thinking like that place is not ready. It's, it's a greenhouse. It's hot in there. But how many of y'all know, once again, God knows all things. And so uh, I was very pleased with that with the place and excited about it because, once again, that was a step of faith. Well, um, that was important. So let me fast forward a little bit. Fast forward a little bit. So by the time I signed the lease, by that time I, I gave the radio station our CDs and stuff, and our CD, our, our sermons about to be played. Well, about a day after that, I get an email from one of my church members, and basically this opportunity for to broadcast television. So I'm like, Lord, I'm just now trying to get this radio. Now remember, the Holy Spirit told me. Now the Lord told me to get on my technology. Well, I'm like, God, we got this radio broadcast. I got my podcast working and we're doing all these different things, TV. And so I prayed about it, went in tongues because I'm unsure. And then I felt the peace. Okay. I knew that God was wanting us to do this. Well, I, uh, so I said, okay, God, I'll do it. Well, that night I had a dream and basically it was so significant because some things that people prophesied to me that I know only myself and another person knew about this person read me like a book. Everything that God has called me to do, they, they basically said that. Well, I had a dream about that person and some other things going on. Basically, God was confirming that this is the right move for you. Go pursue. So I did and went through all the preliminaries. And, and that, that, that next day when I woke up, man, God gave me a jingle. I mean, for the commercial. Now, for y'all that don't know, I'm, I'm, uh, my degrees are in music. So and I'm a music teacher. So I... I Heard it straight from the, from the voice of the whole or from the Holy Spirit. I wrote the words out. I heard the music, did all that stuff. You know, we, we got hot, got the singers and musicians recorded. We did all those different things. And so, you know, I'm happy to say that the first Saturday in October uh, at 1230, we will launch our television broadcast and it'll be aired on like Apple TV, Roku. And I can't remember. It's like two other. I can't remember exactly what they are, but. Anyway, I'm a very, very excited about that. Um, now, let me just say this before I, before I leave. 
How did that happen? Well, about a year ago, it was in early in October, Kenneth Copeland and his Victory Network started this like this, this television station, I guess you would call it. And they had a, 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 uh, a what do you call it? A, a, some type of telethon or whatever you call it uh, to, to, to raise money for it and all these different things. Well, I remember watching it and Jesse Duplantis was kind of hosting it. And the Holy Spirit was on me strong about our church sowing a $1,000 seed to it. Now, this is early, early October. And, and I know the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to go ahead and sow the seed. Not knowing a year later, we'll be launching our television broadcast. You all, I gave you all those chain of events to let you know. When you're following God's instructions, sometimes this may be a transition person to reach to, to, to so you can get to this destination, but you'll be obedient. Let me say this. If I didn't embrace technology or the radio I would not have been prepared to even try to even tackle television. If I would not, if I would have just dismissed that thought of me going to this new location as a fleeting thought, I would not have been prepared to uh, do television. The point is this, you all. God knows what he is doing. We have to obey the instructions regardless of what we think. God knows what, what's best. He knows what he's doing. We're talking about keeping our eyes on God, following, trusting God while following instructions. Thank you. Give God a hand clap of praise.